Welcome to Reflections from the Heart, presented by Stewardship, a Mission of Faith. Reflections from the Heart is an outreach of Gospel Reflection, a family ministry of Stewardship, a Mission of Faith. For the next 30 minutes, please join us as we break open the bread of life in the Gospel reading for this Sunday's Mass, as we invite the same Holy Spirit who inspired the biblical writers to inspire us today. And now, here is your host with Reflections from the Heart. Hello and welcome to Reflections from the Heart. My name is Rob Longo with Stewardship and Mission of Faith, and I'm joined today by Tom DeAngelis, just the, the dynamic duo just here. Just the Tom, two of us, yep. Thank you for being here. Sure. Uh, for those of you who've been here before, welcome back. For those who are new, welcome to Reflections from the Heart. And Reflections from the Heart is a gospel reflection. For those of you who are new, you might be saying, what is a gospel reflection? It's pretty much what it says. We're looking at the gospel for the coming Sunday, and we're going to see what the Holy Spirit has to say to us. So as we read, after we pray, as we read the gospel, just pay attention to you know where your heart is moved, and, and that's usually the Holy Spirit wanting you to, to, to focus on a certain area. And Tom and I will share what the Holy Spirit is speaking to us about, and uh, you know we We'll pray that you know that what he wants to tell us here in the studio and you wherever you are, you know, just comes across loud and clear. Gospel reflection has been going on in the diocese here and beyond since uh, I think we started one here in Elizabethtown in December of '09. Mm. So this December yeah. will be ten years mm-hmm. that we've been doing this, and uh, we have one here in Elizabethtown. You know, Tom, you uh, facilitate one in Hershey at Saint Joan of Arc, and there's right. many around. Uh, that people can either join, or if you want to start your own, we have the resources to do that. And uh, Tom and I were just talking before we went on air, and you know, we just said, why don't we just go through the prayers? Because usually we'll just do a prayer from the heart, pray a prayer from the heart. But we thought today would be nice to to give all the listeners, to give you guys a chance to see and to pray and and hear the beautiful prayers that have come down to us through the through the ages. And this is how all the gospel reflection groups are started. And it's, it's uh, just a great way for everyone in that group to just to, to put themselves in God's presence. So uh, we'll, we'll give you a taste of, of how each gospel reflection group is kicked off. And then we'll, we'll read the gospel and, and share. All right. Does that sound like a plan, Tom? Yeah, sounds right. good. Let's go. Awesome. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Please, Lord, allow each of us gathered here in this room to be an instrument in the answer to your prayer of unity, so that each of us, united as one, may be a light that leads to you. Jesus' prayer for unity. This is from John's Gospel, chapter 17, verse 20 to 23. I pray not only for them, but also for those who will believe in me through their word, so that they may be one, as you, Father, are in me, and I in you, that they also may be in us, that the world may believe that you sent me. And I have given them the glory that you gave me, so that they may be one as we are one, I in them and you in me, that they may be brought to perfection as one, that the world may know that you sent me and that you loved them even as you loved me. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful. And kindle kindle in us us the fire of your love. love. Send forth your spirit and we shall be created. And you You shall shall renew renew the face of the earth. O God, who by the light of the Holy Spirit did instruct the hearts of thy faithful, grant that by the same Holy Spirit we may be truly wise and ever rejoice in his consolations. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. And now crowd favorite, uh, the litany of humility. And our pastor, I 
I live right outside the, I live in the Philadelphia Archdiocese right outside of Philadelphia. And our pastor this past week mentioned in one of his weekday homilies, the litany of humility. And mm-hmm. uh, it's one that when you hear it for the first time, it's almost like, ooh, ouch. You know, it, yeah. it stings in some places, but it is, it's just a beautiful prayer. And uh, you know, we're gonna be praying to be freed from certain desires and fears. Uh, so the, the things that you hear, it's not that, for example, the desire of being loved, it's not that being loved is bad. It's just, you know, when we have desires and fears that are, that are dominating how we behave and how we act in situations, then that's usually when we get in trouble. So this litany of humilities uh, has, has been a gift to so many people, including all of us in gospel reflection. So Tom, wanna, wanna kick us off? Sure. <clears throat> the litany of humility. Jesus, meek and humble of heart, hear, hear me. me. From the desire of being esteemed, Lord Jesus, free me. From the desire of being loved, Lord Jesus, free me. From the desire of being acclaimed, Lord Jesus, free me. From the desire of being honored, Lord Jesus, free me. From the desire of being praised, Lord Jesus, free me. From the desire of being preferred, Lord Jesus, free me. From the desire of being consulted, Lord Jesus, free me. From the desire of being approved, Lord Jesus, free me. From the desire of being valued, Lord Jesus, free me. From the fear of being humbled, Lord Jesus, free me. From the fear of being despised, Lord Jesus, free me. From the fear of being dismissed, Lord Jesus, free me. From the fear of being rejected, Lord Jesus, free me. From the fear of being defamed, Lord Jesus, free me. From the fear of being forgotten, Lord Jesus, free me. From the fear of being ridiculed, Lord Jesus, free me. From the fear of being wronged, Lord Jesus, free me. From the fear of being suspected. Lord Jesus, free me. From resenting that my opinion is not followed. Lord Jesus, free me. That others will be loved more than I. Lord Jesus, make this my prayer. That others will be esteemed more than I. Lord Jesus, make this my prayer. That others will increase in the opinion of the world while I diminish. Lord Jesus, make this my prayer. That others will be chosen while I am set aside. Lord Jesus, make this my prayer. That others will be praised while I am overlooked. Lord Jesus, make this my prayer. That others will be preferred to me in everything. Lord Jesus, make this my prayer. Lord Jesus, though you were God, you humbled yourself to the extreme of dying on the cross to set an enduring example to the shame of my arrogance and vanity. Help me to learn your example and put it into practice so that, humbling myself in accordance with my loneliness here on earth, you can lift me up to rejoice forever in heaven. Amen. 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 All right. So for those that just experienced that for the first time, welcome. Welcome to the team. The uh, team uh, that is always looking to uh, follow in Jesus' footsteps more and more. And, uh, and, he, and he walked a walk of humility. So uh, let's pray for each other that we can continue to follow in his footsteps. Uh, and then the next prayer, which is just another beautiful prayer, is called the prayer of Pope Clement. And in here, you know, you can, we can probably spend the rest of the radio show, just digging just into to one of these this, stanzas, yeah. um, let alone the whole thing. So uh, enjoy the prayer of Pope Clement. Just one quick thing to add. Um, I know I've run across several different um, versions of these prayers, the Litany of Humility and the Prayer of Pope Clement. They're both written in Latin originally, and so they're translated. Uh, there's early translations from back in the you know turn of the century, the, the early 1900s, and then there's some more recent, so you may run across different versions of this, but they're basically all the same prayer. 
And if you're interested, you can get the Latin online <laughs> if, you, if you're a Latin scholar. This is a prayer of Pope Clement XI, also known as the Universal Prayer. Lord, I believe in you. Help me to believe more firmly. I trust in you. Help me to trust you more surely. I love you. Help me to love you more ardently. I am sorry for my sins. Help me to deepen my sorrow. I worship you because I came from you. I long for you because you made me for yourself. I praise you as my ever-present helper. I call on you as my powerful protector. Guide me by your wisdom. Correct me with your justice. Comfort me with your mercy. Defend me with your power. Lord, I offer you my thoughts to be centered on you, my words to speak of you, my actions to do your will, my sufferings for your sake. I want whatever you want, because you want it, the way you want it, as long as you want it. Lord, enlighten my mind, strengthen my will, purify my heart, and sanctify my spirit. Enable me to regret past offenses, resist future temptations, overcome wayward tendencies, and cultivate needed, needed virtues. Lord, in your goodness, grant me the grace to love you and forget myself, to seek my neighbor's good and despise the seduction of the world. Teach me to obey those in authority, serve those under my care, look after my friends, forgive my enemies. Lord, help me to overcome pleasure by austerity, greed by generosity, anger by self-mastery, apathy by fervor. Make me prudent in planning, unwavering in danger, patient in adversity, unassuming in success. Keep me, Lord, attentive at prayer, moderate in food and drink, energetic in my work, firm in my resolutions. Enable me to keep my conscience clear, my bearing modest, my dealings exemplary, my life well-ordered. Lord, let me be alert to tame my natural instincts, foster the life of grace, keep your law, and win salvation. Teach me how trivial worldly interests are, how momentous the kingdom, how brief temporal concerns are, how lasting life eternal. Lord, by your grace, enable me to prepare for death, fear judgment, escape hell, and reach paradise. Grant this through Christ our Lord. Amen. 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 In the name of the Father, Son, Son and the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. So, some beautiful prayers. So, if you can just yeah. picture a, a group of, of men, a group of women, some groups are, are men and women together. Uh, we have groups in high schools with, with, with high school teens. So, just imagine setting the stage to open up scripture with those prayers. Um, and then, as we're going to do now, the gospel is read. And we just, uh, you know, we just share what's on our heart. So, uh, what a gift! What a gift sacred scripture is. So, when we take time in our in our private reading of scripture to ask the Holy Spirit to come in, it's uh, you know, it's a prayer that won't go unanswered. Thank you for uh, thank you for praying along with us. Uh, this week's gospel is from the Gospel of Luke, twenty one, chapter twenty one, verses five through nineteen. Luke twenty one, verses five through nineteen. Tom, can you please read sure. the gospel. While some people were speaking about how the temple was adorned with costly stones and votive offerings, Jesus said, All that you see here, the days will come when there will not be a stone left upon another stone that will not be thrown down. Then they asked him, Teacher, when will this happen? And what sign will there be when all these things are about to happen? He answered, See that you are not deceived, for many will come in my name, saying, I am he, and the time has come. Do not follow them. When you hear of wars and insurrections, 
Do not be terrified, for such things must happen first, but it will not immediately be the end. Then he said to them, Nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. There will be powerful earthquakes, famines, and plagues from place to place, and awesome sights and mighty signs will come from the sky. Before all this happens, however, they will seize and persecute you. They will hand you over to the synagogues and to prisons, and they will have you led before kings and governors because of my name. It will lead to your giving testimony. Remember, you are not not to prepare your defense beforehand, for I myself shall give you a wisdom in speaking that all your adversaries will be powerless to resist or refute. You will even be handed over by parents, brothers, relatives, and friends, and they will put some of you to death. You will be hated by all because of my name, but not a hair on your head will be destroyed. By your perseverance, you will secure your lives. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to to you, you, Lord Lord Jesus Christ. Christ. Wow. It's an uplifting gospel. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) well, it's... uh, I was just thinking, you know, the time is now, right? The time is now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think the Lord is trying to get our attention or trying to get my attention in my own life. Sure, there's, you know, there's been wars and insurrections and plagues, you know, since, since Jesus wrote this. Um, but I know in my life, God has used some, some things that were pretty hard to get my attention to, you know, to, you know, go through some humiliations to, to grow in humility and, and to bow down to God and surrender. So I look at this as, as, as a call, as a sense of urgency to, to the, the, the now moment. Like God is here now. He wants, he's desiring my heart now and your heart now. And, and he wants us to, to share that good news with everyone. And, and this past week, I had a really cool opportunity. It was not planned at all, uh, but an opportunity to, to spend some time with a friend who had lost his brother. So this guy, Mike, I always see him uh, when I'm driving uh, on Wednesday mornings. He's got the five o'clock hour for adoration. Uh, and I usually am in adoration a little bit before that. And then I'll see him coming in if I'm, if I'm able to stay that long. Um, so this past Wednesday, uh, I thought I was running a little late, but in God's timing, I was right on time. Because once I got there, the guy that had the four o'clock hour was walking out and he said, Rob, I don't know if you heard, but Mike's brother died suddenly and, and he's in there. I asked him if he wanted me to cover the hour and he said, no, he wanted to be in there. And he said, and he said, today is his funeral. Mm. And, and today is also his 53rd birthday. Mm. So you gotta be kidding me. So I, I hadn't heard. Yeah. So again, God's time is perfect here. I think I'm late, but if I was any earlier, I would have been in there it, yeah. and I wouldn't have been able to have that heads up. Yeah. So, so John left, I walk in and Mike's in there just one-on-one with our Lord. And Mike's had some, some stuff happen in his life. Uh, you know, his son died in his t- early twenties, uh, mm. you know, a fluke diving accident. You know, his mom just died at a you know, beautiful old age. Yeah. And now his brother, youngest of nine, 53 years old, just, you know, mm. dies of a, of a sudden heart attack. So we're talking and we're praying and it's just the two of the three of us, you know, me and Mike and Jesus just sitting there talking and, uh, and I hadn't known and I wasn't able to, to go to the viewing. So I had a little, the Lord set it up as a little private, private viewing. 
where we just talked and prayed. And we were really talking about that sense of urgency. And the weekend, I think it was the weekend before, you know, the weekend before or right after his brother died, Mike went on a silent retreat. And a lot mm-hmm. of the focus on the silent retreat was the last four things, death, judgment, heaven, hell. Mm-hmm. And then when he got back from retreat on that Sunday that he got back, the priest at the parish was talking about the same thing. And, you know, talking about like, you know, if someone dies when they're two, someone dies when they're 80, like you think that's like a lot of life in between, but in light of eternity, yeah, two years, 80 years, 120, yeah. like it's nothing, right? And he and I, he was sharing that with me and I was like, man, that's just, that's a call, right? Like every day. And, and I had heard a guy on the radio say that he wants to live a life so boldly and courageously for the Lord that every day that he wakes up and puts his feet on the ground, the devil says, oh no, he's up again. Yeah, He's, he's here again. Uh, and and it, like a sense of urgency now for us to say yes to God, mm-hmm. not only to give our yes, but to live our yes, to want to get to know him and love him and serve him each day, but then to reach out to everyone that's right. like busy because he was like kind of wondering like, you know, about his brother and and uh, I said, well, we don't know. You, know you, you can pray for your brother, right? You can pray in that moment because he, he knew he was having a heart attack. He actually had a doctor's appointment, drove to his, his work, mm-hmm. couldn't get out of the car. He called his boss. The boss came down. They called the ambulance. So he knew it was going on. So he said, so pray in that moment. Mm-hmm. You, know, you can retroactively pray. God is a God of now. Pray in that moment. Right. And in that moment, your brother you know, reached out to the Lord mm-hmm. and asked for mercy. Um, so... When I think of don't prepare, I know it's talking about persecution, like don't prepare ahead of time. But if I knew I was going to run into Mike, if I knew about his brother, I might have tried to prepare some words, Yeah. but I had no idea. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. And God in his goodness knew that I would you know, want to have run into him, right? Mm-hmm. He knew that I would want to know about this, right. this thing that, you know, this, this tragedy that happened in his life and, and God in his mercy Towards me, allowed me to to be there at the right time to find out from the guy leaving, mm-hmm. and then go in and and have an uninter- uninterrupted thirty minutes with him, yeah. just talking and praying and hugging and and it was beautiful. It was beautiful. So God, you know, whether you're getting persecuted and you need to speak, or you encounter someone that needs words of hope and love, like we don't need to rehearse. Mm-hmm. We just need to stay plugged into Him. Stay connected at all times with him and just trust that that he will provide in that in those moments. Yeah. I th- I think too that uh this this whole idea of um you know we get to the end of the of the church year, our calendar year of the church, and so we, there's a lot of apocalyptic readings from the gospels and stuff. And it's it's that time of the year, you know, the summer's over, we're getting to fall, the days are shorter, nights are longer. Um it's getting cold, you know, especially last night. Uh, but the, the idea of, of the second coming of, of Christ, you know, because this is kind of what this is, is hinting at here, you know, that some people will, will come and say, I am he or the time has come. And he says, don't follow them. He said, it, uh, it, it, will, be the, it will be the end, but it won't come immediately. So there is a second coming. But I think too that you know, especially for those of us that were that were born Catholic, you know, there's there, there's several second comings for us during our life, uh, and I, and I think I think at the time of death, that transition 
is sort of a second coming too because you know we're baptized into the life of the spirit so that's that's kind of our first encounter with Jesus but then all throughout our lives we have these ups and downs where we fall away and then we come back and we fall away and every reencounter of the person of Jesus uh, at least in my experience if if we're serious about our faith um, becomes a deepening it's like it's another second coming you know it's like another so so when I run into born again Christians and they ask me if I'm born again I said yes several times over and over again you know because that's that's our deepening relationship with God and I think too at this time of the year it's really important to go back and say where am I in relation to God you know where where am I where have I come you know say in the last year the last six months the last year the last two years am I more focused am I more deeply uh, connected to God? Has my relationship grown? Uh, even to the point, for example, as Jesus says here, and as you point out, Rob, that I can I can go into a difficult or stressful situation with complete trust in God and, and not prepare other than the fact that, you know, I know what's coming up, and then just let the Spirit, you know, have enough trust in God to allow him to let uh, his his wisdom, his grace, his insights to f- to flow through me in dealing with the situation, whatever it is, whether it's a great situation where it's an emotional situation like you had, whether it's a stressful situation because you're being put on trial, um, you know, being persecuted. Um, but I do think that that growing um, connection to God is something that we experience over and over again, and I think it's part of. You know, I'm I'm coming to the point now at a late stage in my life where I'm beginning to see everything, whether it's a good situ- a situation, good circumstance, or or a bad one. You know, whether I like what's going on, or I don't like what's going on. Whether it's easy or difficult, whether it, as a challenge from God. And sometimes the 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 good things, the the consolations, the you know the 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 things that you go, oh, thank you Jesus, it worked out. Are more of a challenge because they tend to make you sloppy and sluggish, and you lose focus on God. Or you say, "Oh, thank you, Jesus." Then you go off and do what do what you want, as opposed to those things that are difficult. Kind of rivet you back to God and say, "Look, I got. I, I really, you know, you know, you need God in those difficult times." Um, but the but to see either one of those, whether it's the you know as the as the mystics say, Saint Teresa of Avila and John of the Cross, whether it's the consolations or the desolations, because we all have them in our life, but to see them as vehicles to bring us closer to Christ, and that's what I think that the the saints mean when they talk about you know don't focus on those things. God's going to give you graces. He's going to give you blessings and consolations and happiness, and He's going to give you difficulties and struggles and sacrifices and and disappointments and you know death of close family members or friends and things like that but they're all part of the gift of god and they're all part in their own way they can bring us closer to god and so the you know kind of the 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 moral of the story so to speak is that we get to a point at this time of the year when our thoughts naturally run in that direction and it should be a vehicle or a time for us to get closer to closer to God and say where am I in relationship to you Lord you know how do I how do I bring myself closer to complete union with you which we'll never have here in this life but it's what we aspire to and the closer we can get here the less distance we have mm-hmm. to close you know at, at the at the time of our death so wow that's beautiful Tom thank you for sharing yeah. that uh, and I was thinking of this past week 
uh, I had run into a, a, a Muslim boy at a high school, and we had met last year. And uh, Marty Rotella, who's part of stewardship, uh, was with me, and he was singing, and we were sharing our faith with students. And, and this, this Muslim boy was like up singing the songs. It was great. And I, I talked to him afterwards. I said, man, you, were, you look like you're really enjoying yourself. Yeah, I really. This is this is great. And then uh, at the next visit, or later on that day, he said, "I need to talk to you." So I was able to introduce Marty. Left, talked to him for about forty minutes, and he was t- and he was telling me about how he's he's being drawn into Jesus. Like Jesus mm-hmm. is really pulling him closer to him, himself. But he says, "My mom is freaking out about it." And I'm thinking of this gospel: you'll yeah. be hated by all, right? And you're you're <clears throat> handed over by your your parents, your brothers, your relatives. So he was really getting yeah. a lot of pushback. And he had such a peace about him, such a peace. Like he just mm-hmm. had such peace that you know it was our Lord. And then I, didn't, I hadn't seen him in a year. And I was there this week and I see him. And he actually comes into my presentation halfway through. Everybody's in, settled. We're like halfway through it. And he, I see him. I was like, oh, my man, what's up? Then we say hello. And afterwards we talked. And he said that he had a really tough year since we saw each other last. Mm. Um, but things are going okay now. He's back. He's, he's doing good. And he says, Rob, I was talking to my mom on Skype and he saw on her wrist a bracelet that had uh, Jesus and Mary hanging. Wow. And, he see, and he said, mom, what is this? And she says, I don't know. They saved me. And I was like, uh, look at you. I said, you, you're, you're love, you, 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 you yeah. planted seeds. And then I asked him, I said, well, how are you and Jesus doing? And he smiled ear to ear. He said, we're doing great. We pray every day together. Yeah. All right. And his broken English. Uh, so the Lord is drawing him. Jesus is drawing him to himself. And then when Marty was was with him, he, he gave him a couple CDs. I said, You still have those CDs? He's like, Oh, I love them. And he starts yeah. belting out, you know, one of Marty's songs, Spirit, <laughs> oh, yeah, be yeah. my wisdom. And he starts yeah. singing this yeah. song. So, you know, God is so good for those who are faithful to him. He gives you that peace like he did with this boy, even in the in, in the face of being persecuted by his family. And that peace, I truly believe, is the seed that was planted in his mom's heart to be drawn to to being open, it sounds like, mm. to, to Jesus and, yeah. uh, and his mother. Yeah, that's, that's a beautiful story. And, you know, I, I don't know, um, I'm not an expert in, the, in Islam, but I do know that it's a very difficult thing for them because they are, in some cases, they're physically persecuted and even put to death if they, if they become Christians, you know, mm. and we see a lot of that in the Middle East, you know, with the stories that we hear through the news, but uh, that, so, that's a real... That's, that's a, good, a good way to leave it, that... For, yeah. for all of us to pray for uh, people's ongoing conversion. Right. That when conversion happens, a lot of times we get pushed back. So let's keep each other in our prayers and our journey of conversion and, and, and in the journey of conversion that, that the people around us are going on, that, that they would be able to, to, uh, to be held up and stand strong and firm uh, in, that, in that love of the Lord. So with that, we will sign off until next week. God bless each and every one of you. Thank you for being here. Bye. Reflections from the Heart has been presented by Stewardship, a Mission of Faith. We hope that you've been blessed and encouraged as you listen to Reflections from the Heart. If so, please consider participating in a Gospel Reflection Group. For more information on locations and times of Gospel Reflection Groups, or how to start a Gospel Reflection Group in your area, and to learn about all of the family of ministries, please visit our website at stewardshipmission.org or call us at 717-367-0100.
Stewardship, a mission of faith, is a 501c3 nonprofit organization and depends on donations from people like you to make Reflections from the Heart possible. If you've enjoyed this broadcast, please prayerfully consider partnering with us by making a tax-deductible donation by visiting stewardshipmission.org or call us at 717-367-0100. On behalf of all of us at Stewardship, a mission of faith, thank you for listening. And until next time, may God bless, protect, and guide you on your journey home to Him.